Thursday, May 28th. Time for another edition of the Daily Come On Now MMA podcast. First thing today, uh, main thing today, is going to be looking at the recent interview that Brett Akamoto from ESPN did with UFC President Dana White. Um, so let's get that started and hit the first topic that White discusses. Um, you know, so as business owners, we have to start figuring out, you know, how to run our business, losing gates, yeah. a lot more expensive to, um, uh, you know, pull off all this testing, all the things that we're doing is, is costing a lot of money. You yeah. Know? And one thing I wanted to ask you is what impact do you think that that'll have on just the sport in general? You know, I mean, you guys are in a position to do it. Um, you've got some other prom- uh, promotions that, you know, I think we would I don't think we're me. in a position. To, I don't think we're in a position to do it. We're just doing it. Yeah. We're doing it. We're going. Yeah. We're moving. You know, yeah. it, it, would be, it would be much cheaper if I could sit back like everybody else and say, you know what? Let's just wait and see what happens and let's ride this thing out, you know? You know how much cheaper it would be to do that? A lot cheaper. But that yeah. isn't our style. That's not what we're going to do. We're, we're going to – we've solved problems. We – you know, we figure these things out and it's expensive and, uh, you know, it costs a lot of money, but what are you going to do? It's going to roll yeah. over and, and, and not do events anymore. No, you have to figure it out and you're going to lose money. Period. So this is, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. The losing money thing is kind of hard to take from white in this in this section, um, I don't think the UFC is losing money. They're spending more money to do the testing. They're losing the gate money, which we know from uh, Moody's report, which was covered by John Nash on Bloody Elbow, that the gate is approximately 12% of the revenue. So it's not a huge amount of money. It, they'll, I mean, the UFC will feel it but it won't it's not a make or break amount of money especially knowing that the gate's coming back so losing money is not the way that this that it should have been phrased making less money is much more realistic when it comes to these fight cards so the ufc is still going to make money they're just not going to make as much because we know they were playing with an 85 percent um to 15% revenue split with the fighters. So they're still going to make their money. Um, so that's disingenuous. And hopefully people will realize that the UFC is not losing money. It's making a little less money during this pandemic. But it's also saving some money if it's holding all these events at the UFC Apex, which it owns. So there's a, there's a give and take here. And, but to say losing money, no, not, not true. It, it would be very hard, very hard to believe that that is a fact. Yeah. And this might be a question that you don't have a lot to say on, quite frankly. Uh, I know that this is not necessarily your problem, but I want to get your your perspective on it just because of, you know, who you are to this sport and your role in it. Do you worry at all about, um, you know, just just the next class of, uh, of talent? You know, like, do you think that this is going to impact the regional scene in mixed martial arts? Do you think it's going to impact, you know, the gyms and, and just the quality of, of younger kids that we see coming into the next generation of the UFC? Let me tell you, I, I, I was in the gym business. 
And I'm in the gym business now still. Let me tell you how hard it is to run a gym and keep a gym afloat. Yeah. Gyms are going to get annihilated uh, because of this thing. And, and you're dead on with what you're saying. Yes, it's definitely going to hurt the regional. It's going to hurt um, up-and-coming talent. But I have a whole plan for that, too. So I'm already yeah. working on that. This was an interesting answer from White here. It makes me believe that the plan, well, my thought would be the plan would be to either bail out um, failing promotions or buy failing promotions. And that would give the UFC uh, access to up-and-coming talent. It would also give the promotion access to a lot of potential fight cards that could be uh, shown on Fight Pass. So you would have content, you would have access to up-and-coming fighters, and you could probably strike some pretty good deals um, either to support those promotions or to buy out those promotions. At the same time, the downside of that is the UFC becomes more powerful and more influential and more more of a monopoly for lack of a better term and that won't play well I don't think in the antitrust suit that's going on so there's some potential here it might be a good business decision to to partner up with some of these smaller promotions in some way and if they are on the verge of failing so this is something to watch just see how things play out when what promotions are struggling and just see if the UFC gets involved in any way with those promotions. But I think that would be a definite possibility. I think that would be a good move for the UFC as far as access to the talent. But again, there's that downside that could come out in the in the antitrust suit, which all this is just a guess and uh, what might happen. But White did say he had a plan, so... That might be the plan. Yeah. Well, I want to get to uh, to some of some of the divisions, and I know that um, you know in the past, it's like you know, I'm not making fights on fight night and this and that, but I haven't had a chance to talk to you for a while. And there's a lot of different questions about you know sort of the state of the different uh, different divisions. So I wanted to ask you. We'll start with uh, the UFC strawweight division. Uh, Zhang Wei Li. I mean, she came out and uh, and actually said this morning that uh, her preferred option would be Rose Namajunas. Where where are you at with 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 uh, with with Jean, she said she would prefer Rose Namajunas. That's what she said. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, 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 Rose is, is is set to fight Jessica Andrade. So, uh, you know, the winner of that fight will, will probably fight Weili Zhang. So, uh, we'll see what happens. Okay. You got a date for that one for Rose and Jessica yet? We're working on it. We're working on it. Um, you know, I, I just I just need to know. I need to know that Rose is mentally ready you know um if you're if you're really nervous about this coronavirus and you know uh, even remotely nervous about the setup the plan anything to do with it you when, when you go into a fight you have to be crystal clear and and focused and ready to fight and i've told all the fighters if you're even remotely nervous about this coronavirus thing then you shouldn't be fighting right now plenty yeah. of time we, we got plenty of time we're going to be putting on Plenty of fights this year. You got time to fight. Yeah. You know? And uh, 
So we'll we'll see what happens with Rose. So a couple things on this section that I want to discuss. The first is that if you recall, uh, Nama Yunus was supposed to fight and Jessica Andrade at Andrade at UFC 249, but she would withdrew from that bout because there were two deaths in her family that were related to the coronavirus. And so that's why White's concern for Nama Yunus um, is, is discussed here. So it's good to see that that, is, that discussion is going to take place with Nama Yunus and making sure that she is ready to accept this fight and compete um, with, with the uh, environment we're in right now. So that's a plus. Um, and it's also a plus that that discussion has been had, according to White, with everyone in, on the UFC roster. Where I have a problem with this is, why does it seem like Stevie Miocic is getting more or less, he's not getting that same kind of uh, treatment. There's been implications that um, he needs to uh, take this Cormier fight when he's not ready because he cannot train properly because of COVID-19 and because of his job as a first responder. So he should get the same courtesy extended to him as every other fighter on the UFC roster. Yes, he's a champion, but if you're going to say that, you know, if, you, if you're not prepared to fight in this environment, you don't have to fight. There's plenty of other fights and we'll have fights later on in the year. So why isn't that extended to Miocic? And I think it's because of who's pressuring. Um, Cormier is pressuring. So Cormier is a UFC guy. He he uh, he will will do what mostly he seems to be a, a company guy, and Miocic is not. He's butted heads with the UFC before, so I think this is a, a little more personal when it comes to the making of the heavyweight title fight, that's not good. If you're going to say that these fighters don't have to compete if they don't feel like they want to during the pandemic, but this guy does, or we're going to strip him, which hasn't been said, but it's, it's been kind of, like I said, implied or alluded to, that's no good. That's not good. And it looks even worse when it's somebody like Daniel Cormier that's kind of driving and pressuring and cajoling Miocic to, to accept this fight when he's not ready to. So, not a good look. Um, I do like the fact that Nama Yunus will be able to decide on her own and that every other fighter will be able to decide on their own, but that, 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 that needs to be be extended to every single competitor on the UFC roster and not just certain folks that aren't champions who are being pressured into a fight with someone who only has one fight left probably in their career um, and who is a, a UFC company man. So that needs to be uh, fixed. Well, in the meantime, you know, you have come out and said, don't believe what's, what's written on Twitter. Sometimes these guys say they want to fight each other. They really don't behind the scenes. John Jones came out and he said it was about money. You know, and John Jones has said this before. He's like, if I go up to heavyweight, I want a bunch more money. And they told me, this is his, his words on Twitter. He said, UFC told me they're not going to pay me anymore to go up to heavyweight. What is, 
What is your thoughts on John moving up to heavyweight and his real interest in fighting? Listen, it's one thing if you come out and say, yeah, listen, I want a, a little more money. The amount of money that John Jones wanted doesn't mean, first of all, first of all, uh, you, you have in, in the light heavyweight division, the Dominic Reyes fight is a fight that makes sense. So is, is John Jones going to go in and fight Francis Ngannou that then, try, you know, try to take a run at the heavyweight title? I don't believe that. He's never wanted to move to heavyweight before, um, you know, and, and for the amount of money he's asking for, it's not going to happen. I mean, you couldn't yeah. be asking for a more absurd amount of money uh, at a worse time. So I discussed this a little bit yesterday about John Jones and his um, asking for a little extra money to fight Francis Ngannou at heavyweight. And White shot that down. And he went into a little more detail here, uh, calling what Jones asked for as an absurd amount of money, which I don't know. Um, Dana White probably has a different idea of what an absurd amount of money is for a UFC fighter to get than most people would have, obviously, than what Jones has. Um, We know the UFC has the money to pay pretty well. Um, John Nash did a pretty good string on a pretty good thread on Twitter today about how the UFC, if it had a more equitable split with its fighters and as far as the revenue goes, that it could pay a lot more than it is to uh, fighters. I think he looked at the Jones and Cormier fight when breaking down those amounts. So the money's there for Jones if the UFC would want to part with it, which it does not. And for whatever reason, uh, to say that Jones has a fights with, you know, Reyes fight lined up, a Reyes fight's not going to pull in the amount of money that a Jones versus Francis Ngannou fight would pull in. And to say that if, you know, to bring up the fact that Jones is going to make a run at the heavyweight title, well, that just seems kind of ridiculous considering the UFC has shown that it'll make fights that it, it wants to make when the money's there to be had, but that those fights will be made on their terms. So this fight, I guess, would be made on um, with the exchange between with Jones and Ngannou um, saying that they, want, that they both want more money to, to take this fight. Well, the UFC won't let fighters dictate the terms so that's probably more a realistic reason that this fight's not going to take place um the the comment about asking for an absurd about amount of money at the worst time that's a weird comment because it's not a really a worst time for the ufc because the only thing they're losing right now is like i said earlier the gate which is not an enormous amount of revenue for the fight cards. Um, so that's not a big issue. Um, the worst time might be uh, looked at as how Endeavor is doing because we know that Endeavor, parent company of the UFC, majority owner of the UFC, needs as much money in its coffers as it can get. So in that respect, it's the worst time to ask for more money. But as far as the UFC, the UFC as a standalone entity, this is not the worst time to ask for more money, 
especially when it comes to a fight that is guaranteed to do, you know, pretty good pay-per-view numbers. It's easily promotable. Um, and yeah, it's not a bad time to ask for that fight. So this is going to get a little ugly, I think. And it actually did get pretty ugly um, tonight because Jones responded to what White said in this interview on Twitter, and we'll cover that right now. Okay, so let's look at what John Jones had to say about this ESPN interview with Dana White. Um, he hit off, he hit, he uh, landed, let's see here, four shots um, on the interview uh, this evening. The first one was a retweet of the interview with White. And Jones said, it's interesting to just sit here and watch your boss lie to the camera like this. We never discussed any increase in pay. Immediately the conversation was that I already made enough. I never made a number offer. And then it went on to say, Jones went on to say, if you're not going to change my contract for the heavyweight move, at least have the decency to be honest with the fans. And his next week, tweet, I was over the situation, but I'm not going to sit back and allow Dana to lie to the fans. I never asked for an absurd amount of money. That's bullshit. And then he finished it up with absolute bullshit. So, I don't, I'm kind of torn here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to side on my, my personal belief, knowing what um, White does. To fighters that step out of line, he uses the media to blast them and um, get fans to think that they are lying, or he'll, which we saw him do with um, Quentin Jackson, he'll just put their full UFC pay out in the media to make it sound like some enormous sum, and that to ask for more money is to be. Uh, greedy and out of line and just money hungry. Um, that's those are usually the game plans for White. So I kind of gonna I'm gonna believe Jones in this situation because he said earlier that it never got to uh, discussing money. Um, but even if Jones isn't isn't telling the truth, and he did put out a, a an amount that the UFC didn't like, what's an absurd amount of money? Because we know that the the money is there, so it's an absurd amount of money is more or less any amount that White doesn't want to pay. So um, discuss the money with with him if if you want to make the fight, but don't. This isn't a battle that should be fought in the media unless both sides are going to put actual numbers out there. Otherwise, it's just bickering back and forth. So if, if Jones put out an, uh, a number, say what it is. And if White doesn't like that number and has a lower number in mind, say what that number is to make the fight happen. I fully believe that all UFC contracts should be disclosed for every fight because it'll give everyone an idea of what 
the fighters are actually being paid. Uh, and it'll give everybody a place to work from. And it will drive salaries up. It, it has done that in every other sport. Every sport that's disclosed salaries and pay, the pay has risen almost as soon as that, as that disclosure became public. So, I mean, I don't expect that this is going to be the end of this conversation between Jones and White. But I would hope that at some point both sides are going to start, you know, naming and throwing out actual numbers that were discussed or could be discussed. And that's a good thing for everyone if that happens. And hopefully it does. Okay, the last thing I want to discuss tonight is uh, the next two UFC cards, which are going to take place at the Apex in Las Vegas. And those were approved by the Nevada State Athletic Commission on Wednesday. And also on Wednesday, shortly after that, those two events were approved. Um, I got my hands on the Nevada State Athletic Commission's COVID-19 protocol. Um, the the commission sent it to me, and it is a good plan on paper. It's much more robust and much more in-depth and much more detailed than the UFC's plan. This is what, like I said yesterday, this is what we wanted. We wanted to see a plan from an athletic commission and not a plan from the UFC. We got that. And now we know what's in the plan, and we know what the UFC has, has to adhere to, and we know that they're on paper, the commission is saying there will be repercussions if those plans are not adhered to. Don't know what those repercussions are. I'm going to try and find out. But uh, the article I wrote about this is called, it's on Bloody Elbow. It was published tonight. It's called Nevada Stringent COVID-19 Protocols Could Test UFC's Follow-Through. Um, I tried to give as much detail as I could in the piece. And I would encourage you to read it, uh, see what Nevada is holding the UFC to um, as far as the protocol goes. And I would encourage everyone to then watch what happens at these two events. Keep an eye on what safety protocols are being practiced and what's not being practiced as, as per the Nevada's uh, protocol. And uh, if you're in the media, report on that. Because we need to follow up then and, and see what the commission is going to do um, with what fell through the cracks. And I would, ex I would hope that if the UFC does not follow through on what is required by the commission, that there will be a meeting before the next approval of UFC events. Because they're only approved now f for... Um, Saturday's ESPN event and next week's UFC 250. So I would expect that if there's failures anywhere along the line on the UFC side, that that will be addressed in a commission meeting and there'll be some a lot of questioning before the commission will approve the UFC's next set of events for Las Vegas. And I would also watch to see if the commission follows through on its notice of possible repercussions if 
the if any part of the protocol is not followed. The one thing that stood out for me that would be easiest to see is that it says all participants in more or less I think it I'm paraphrasing, but it, it said everyone or everyone at, at the event will have to wear a mask. And we know that that did not happen uh, in Jacksonville. From what I remember, Dana White was not seen with a mask on at all, um, nor were the referees or the commentators. I'm going to try and get some more information on this tomorrow from the commission to make sure that that is what they wrote. It does cover everyone that's going to be at the event. So, there's something to watch here, um, because these protocols are only as good as their follow-through and as their enforcement. So, uh, we need to see a safe event. We need to see that the UFC is going to follow what the Athletic Commission has instructed it to do, and that the commission is also going to follow through with its uh, plans for for the lack of a better term, punishment if the plan is not followed. Um, so that is something to keep an eye on over the next two weeks, how the plan that the commission uh, published is adhered to. And with that, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, we'll be back after the events this weekend with something new. Until then, stay safe. Stay safe.